Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Soon, Joseph is not only going to enjoy the favor, but he's now going to be tested. Anytime that God begins to use us and God's favor comes upon us, Satan is not far behind. Understand that. That's always going to happen in your life. And so soon, Potiphar's wife, we won't go into the detail, but she notices this young man and her natural lust for a young man begins to rise itself numbers of times to try to get him into bed. Have you ever had the experience of being used by God to be a blessing to other people? It's a wonderful feeling to know that God's blessed other people as a result of your being obedient to Him. But after that, did you find yourself tempted or challenged in some way? That part's frustrating, isn't it? Well, today, Pastor Mark will be teaching that this cycle is kind of the norm for those who follow God. You'll be hearing about the life of Joseph and how God used him to bless those around him. You'll also find out about the type of spiritual warfare that Joseph encountered through an unexpected source. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 as he begins his message, The Faith of Joseph. Just picture this scenario. A person comes to you to have some counseling because of family problems. And of course, before you counsel, you always get a little background from the individual. And you get your counseling pad out and you say to the individual, well, give me a little history of what the issue is. What's a short summary? And he says this. His father had been married and had four different wives. From those marriages came 12 boys. His father had one favorite wife and he was the favorite son. His father loved him more than the other sons and the other sons knew that was true. Do you think that would be any kind of problems that you might have to deal with there? Well, when you turn to Hebrews chapter 11, you'll see the background of this young man and how that all works. Hebrews eleven twenty two. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions about his bones. So we're introduced to Joseph. When you hear that name, if you have any biblical background at all, all kinds of things come to your mind. But really, bottom line to Joseph, as you'll see, it's the sovereignty of God in the faith of Joseph. So let's scoot back and we'll kind of go through this quickly. Genesis chapter 37, first book in the Bible. And we'll kind of give you a picture of what this looks like. And of course, when we see these people in the Bible, they're just like us. And as we tried to say to you, there's 
nobody better than anybody else here. We're all alike. We all have different problems. We all come from different backgrounds, all kind of family members. Some of you might even be worse than the one that I mentioned. So let's begin in verse 1 and take a look what happens. Now Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the son of Bilhah and the sons of Zippoth, his father's wives. And he brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel loved, Israel is the same as Jacob. He loved Joseph more than any of his other sons. How many know we have a problem already? Right there. Because he had been born to him in his old age, and he made a richly ornamented robe for him. Now, when the brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they loved him too. Well, maybe not. They hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. How many would like to be living in that family every morning for breakfast? Maybe not. Well, Joseph's story starts with a problem, really initially not Joseph's, in the home. Jacob indeed had 12 sons from four wives. And as you see, he had a favorite son. His son's name was Joseph. Look in verse 5. Now, Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, mistake number one, they hated him all the more. As a 17-year-old man, Joseph was given you'll see two dreams from God. Because he was youthful, didn't, had more zeal than he had common sense, he shared with his family that all of them one day would bow down to him. Now, here's a 17-year-old. How many of you know if you'd have said that to your father, you might have bowed down to him right at that moment? Some, uh, <clears throat> something might have happened, exactly. Well, because of his brother's anger and envy. One day when Joseph was out, they captured Joseph and they threw him in a pit and sold him to slave traders that were going by. Initially, they were going to kill him, but they were talked out of it by one or two of the brothers. Now, scoot on over to Genesis 39. Now, you begin to see Joseph. He's a young man. We begin in verse 1. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. Now, the Lord, circle that if you will, the Lord was with Joseph. You will see this all through the life of Joseph. And actually, this is the key to our life. The Lord was with Joseph and he prospered. And he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Now when his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph then found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. And Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. Now think about this. He's 17 or 18 
definitely a Jewish person in Egypt, definitely different nationalities, all kinds of things. But look what had God's favor would begin to raise Joseph up. Verse five, from that time on, he put him in charge of the household and all that he owned. And the Lord then blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. Now the blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. First thing I want you to write is this. The key to success in life is always God with us. So you begin to see that. Of course, Joseph at this young age doesn't get that yet, but eventually he will. So in spite of these tragic circumstances that let Joseph go into a pit, be sold to slave traders, he now knows in spite of that, God is still with him. He has faith in the God of Abraham. In fact, Joseph is experiencing the promises that come way back from the Abrahamic covenant outside of Israel. Soon, Joseph is not only going to enjoy the favor, but he's now going to be tested. Anytime that God begins to use us and God's favor comes upon us, Satan is not far behind. Understand that. That's always going to happen in your life. And so soon, Potiphar's wife, we won't go into the detail, but she notices this young man, and her natural lust for a young man begins to rise itself numbers of times to try to get him into bed. Look at Genesis 39.9. As he refuses her before, and then the Bible says in one of the passages, he, re- he really kind of tries not to even be around her. If she's in the house, he goes outside. But one day he went in, didn't realize she was there, and uh, she actually said to him, Joseph, come to bed with me. You'll see that in a moment. Just actually come to bed with me. And look at verse 9. Here's what Joseph says. Now, no one is greater in the house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. So how could I do such a wicked thing, and here's the key, and sin against God? As you know, all sin is against God because God's holy. David himself had to learn that. So what I want you to write here is notice, even when our faith is tested, it can remain strong. Now, we're not talking about an 84-year-old man and an 83-year-old lady. We're talking about a good-looking lady, and we're talking about an 18-year-old guy, and you already know what should come to your mind. This is a huge test. Nobody else is in the house. She would never tell. But he goes, I cannot do this because it's a sin against my master. But more than that, it's a sin against God. Verse 12, she caught him by the cloak and said, come to bed with me. You don't have to. Do you know what that means in the original language? Come to bed with me. It's not too complicated. It's pretty simple. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. Joseph's faith would be tested by another trial as he fled the bedroom of Potiphar's wife and he remained true to God. Now, this one may sound strange to you, but if you live long enough, you will understand this truth. Faith, when tested, simply runs away. Sometimes the very best thing to do when your faith in God is being tested is run from the situation. Don't debate it. Don't argue it. Don't get 12 people and take a poll. Run. Just get away. That's exactly 
what an 18-year-old guy did, and that's pretty powerful to me. Stop and think a moment. Is God pleased with what he just saw Joseph do? Absolutely. You would think God would go to Joseph and go, okay, Joseph, you thought it was good before. Watch this. It's really good now. Thanks for honoring me. Well, we're going to see. He is actually now going to be accused of rape because Potiphar's wife, a woman spurned, you know what that is like. Good luck. What's Potiphar going to do? He sends him to prison. And when you begin to think about that, What comes to your mind? Well, the next thing I want you to write is this. Life isn't fair, but God is good. We simply have to remain faithful. There's no way any of us here look at that and go, well, God, that's okay. That's good. No, that isn't really good. It isn't fair. And yet, instead of rebelling, watch this. This is huge. Instead of rebelling, instead of getting angry with God, No doubt, probably he did that initially, but instead of that, he's going to remain faithful to God. You'll see that. And eventually, while he's in prison, he's going to be known again for his godly work habits. Not complaining, not griping, they're firing everybody, short staff, they don't give me the hour that I want, the shift I want, they've asked me to work overtime, but they're not paying me, shall I continue? He doesn't complain about any of that. He knows God has him there for a reason. Even though, in our own eyes, it's not fair. It certainly isn't fair. So, while in prison, he rises to a position, again, of trust and authority. That's huge. We should be, wherever we are, as excellent as God can make us. As parents... As workers, as friends, as pastors, as servants, that represents God. A lazy Christian is an oxymoron, and it's a sadness to God. A mediocre Christian is a sadness to God. Now, none of us can be perfect, but we can be excellent in whatever skills and whatever ability we have. And this is what Joseph does. And eventually, you'll see how God honors that and uses that. Now, while in prison, God ordains a very interesting situation. Pharaoh's baker and cupbearer are sentenced to prison. He got angry, sent them to prison. And who's there but Joseph? While there, God gives these two unbelievers a dream, and Joseph told them that his God could interpret dreams. So Joseph says to the cupbearer, and he gives him the dream, remember me because you're the one that's going to be restored to favor. The baker, your head's going to be gone. You're done with. So he says to the cupbearer, now remember who told you the dream. So if you get there and Pharaoh hears then maybe I'll find a way back into the palace. Now, look at verse 23, and you'll see another test to Joseph's faith. Genesis 40, 23, look at there. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, when he's restored, totally restored, however, forgot about Joseph, never giving him another thought. Now you say, well, Pastor Mark, was that like for a day or two? Skip over to Genesis 41 and look at verse 1. 
when two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile. This dream, you'll see in a few moments, is going to allow this cupbearer to go, oh man, I forgot about Joseph. Now think about this. Where is Joseph while he's waiting for those two years? He's in where? He's in prison. Two years. How do you think every morning when he got up, the enemy would say to him, where's your God? Forgot about you, huh? What kind of a God is that? Every day. We don't really know what went on in his mind, but somehow Joseph was able to have enough faith in God to do what you want to write, which is very hard for all of us. Be patient and be faithful. God's timing's perfect. Some of you are here, your faith is being tested. You know God's going to come through with the right answer. But you don't like the circumstances. Well, Paul tells us in the book of Philippians, learn to be content wherever God has you. I've learned that early. I've never have a problem with that anymore myself because I'm your spiritual leader. How many know I'm having a little trouble right up here? Yeah, you wouldn't want to stand next to me. Well, of course we have trouble with that because we're impatient. We're all impatient. And yet this is two years. I'm not saying God's going to do that for you. It's not a word of prophecy, two years, Pastor Mark. But it is to learn to be patient and faithful because God's timing will be right. So just be encouraged because this is the sovereignty of God. None of this is happening by accident. It isn't as if God got the timing wrong. No, this is faith that's being tested. And nothing else can grow it except patience. And that's exactly what's happening. So don't give up on God. He's for you. He's not against you. He'll bring the perfect solution to your problem. And you'll see that God will eventually orchestrate all of these circumstances that Joseph could have never imagined. And you will find the same thing in your life if you're just patient and just be faithful and trust God in your circumstances. Now, as God gave Pharaoh this dream... Of course, none of his wise men could interpret it. That's when the cupbearer said, Whoa, I remember a guy in prison. He was able to tell us a dream from God when nobody else could. So Joseph was brought to the palace, cleaned up, dressed up, went before Pharaoh. Now, after Joseph, through God's wisdom, shared the principle of this dream... We now see God honoring his patient faith. This series is about faith that pleases God. Now, go to Genesis 41, verse 38. Look what it says. So, as Joseph gives the dream, we'll kind of summarize it for you in a moment. Seven years of great harvest, and then seven years of worldwide famine. As Joseph gives this dream, watch what happens. So Pharaoh asked them, his leaders, can we find anyone like this man 
I want you to underline this in the Bible if you've never had it there. One in whom is the Spirit of God. If you had a grave marker, wouldn't you like that on your grave marker? Here lies somebody in whom the Spirit of God was evident. The Spirit of God was evident. To a non-believer, he knew something special about Joseph. And it wasn't Joseph. It was the Spirit of Joseph's God. That's amazing to me. Now, verse 39. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you. Now, why would Pharaoh say that? Because early on, Joseph said this. Now, I can't answer your dreams, but my God can. Make sure we're always promoting our God, not ourselves. Calvary Chapel is not the solution. The reason we celebrate it tonight is not numbers, but it's numbers of people that are worshiping, coming, hearing God, and coming to God. God just gave us this ability to have this church and do this. It's not about the church. It's about God. Remember in the day of Pentecost, there was no church. But we heard that 3,000 got saved. It wasn't Peter. I mean, Peter was used, but it was God. And so here Pharaoh knows he likes humility. And he says, since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning as wise as you. Well, where did that wisdom come from? From the Spirit of God dwelling in us. The wisdom. How to do life right. You and I have the Spirit of God. When Jesus said to his disciples, now I'm sending you out, then what did he do? He breathed on them the Holy Spirit. And one of the names for the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament is the Spirit of Wisdom. I need that. You need that. So look at what happened. He was so pleased that he appoints Joseph second in command. Under Pharaoh, the most powerful leader in the world at that time, administering this whole program of storing the grain for the famine that would come later. How did this happen? How did all this happen over those years? I want you to write it. Because sometimes this is a little cycle of life. Just begin to look back at your life. God honor his faith from the pit, the most disastrous thing he could ever imagine about, to the prison unfairly, nothing fair about it, to second in command. Now, I could add a lot of things in there, but I didn't want you to write. The two years of forgetting, the honesty to say to Potiphar's wife, no. I mean, think God honored all of that. And where is he? Second most powerful man in the whole world, under Pharaoh. From a pit, sold as a slave. How? God honored his faith. God is pleased with our faith. Now, go to Genesis 41. Look at verse 46. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. So, how long is that little cycle? That's a long time, isn't it? There's at least probably 12 or 13 years in there. That whole thing. And he's what? Still faithful to God. In Pastor Mark's message today, you learn two keys to life as a Christ follower. The sovereignty of God and your faith. You heard about the boy Joseph and his faith in God and how it carried him throughout his life. 
you heard about the constant disappointments that he had. Sold into slavery, unjustly accused of rape and imprisoned. And all of that couldn't defeat his trust in God. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, The Faith of Joseph. You'll hear more about Joseph's stubborn reliance on God and how God blessed Joseph wherever he happened to be. You'll learn about Joseph's excellence in his work and how this is an aspect of faith too. You'll be reminded that you can pattern your attitude after Joseph's and God will bless others through you. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Faith, the Lifestyle that Pleases God. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.